Welcome to On the Prowl. Hi everybody, welcome to On the Prowl. I'm Robert Rowan. And I'm Ramey Johnson. Thanks for listening to us today. Today on this episode, we have Devin Walker with us. Social and Digital Content Director for Grind City Media. Devin, welcome to this podcast. What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? Y'all good? Yes, sir. How about you? We're doing good. Oh, hey, look, look. First, first rule before I, before we talk about anything. I don't want to be sir. I'm young as hell, man. I'm young. I'm young, just like y'all. So, hey, I just, I just say yes, sir. So, that makes me feel old, man. Because I used, to, I used to be in y'all shoes, so I know what it feels like. So, yeah, I, f- I appreciate that. But I'm young. I'm young. I'm young, just like y'all. All right. So, what do, what do you like to be referred as? Oh no, hey, I, I, I don't know. Whatever you want to call me. All right, I'll just call you Devin. How about that? Yep. I like that. All right. All right. So, Devin, how's your week, man? It's been fun, man. It's uh, It's been good to be back kind of in the swing of, like, basketball because our guys have been working out down in Orlando. I've been kind of pushing content from home. Um, it's been fun. I mean, we missed basketball for so long. It's been, what, four or five months since we've seen actual hoops on the court. Yes, sir. We our guys out there kind of getting it in, having fun, uh, video bombing each other, all this kind of stuff. It's good to have those vibes back, man, because we we've missed it for so long. I can't wait to see John Morant back on the court. Hey, two weeks away. Two weeks away. Exactly. Two weeks two away, weeks. man. We're, we're counting down. If you if you look at our Instagram account right now, we we count down the days. We're counting down every single day up until our first game on July the thirty first. Portland Trailblazers. Can't wait. Can't wait. So, Devin, have you always wanted to have a job like this with the Grizzlies, or have a job with the team like this? Uh, I mean, it's it's not something I've always wanted to do. It's kind of just like kind of something you kind of just fall into, just knowing what you're good at and kind of like playing into playing into what you're good at, and people find you and they notice what you're doing. Because I, I initially started learning to kind of be a reporter or be a, a journalist is what they call it, because um, I studied journalism at the University of Memphis and I was I was doing like student radio at the University of Memphis where I would do play by play and color commentary for basketball and football games. And I was like, this is kind of fun. I can do this for the rest of my life. Right. And I was also very good at social media where I, I kind of built a brand of my own on Twitter, Instagram, or not, not Instagram, but just Twitter of being mm-hmm. somebody that people come to for not information, but you'll get a laugh. Like you always get a laugh when you come to my Twitter page. Like I wasn't your traditional, um, I'm not going to say names, but like writing game stories or like giving you just stats. Like I'm always yeah, yeah, yeah. bring a, a wittiness to what's going on. And I think, I kind of created that lane of being different than everybody else. And as I created that lane, uh, people started to notice. Um, I got an internship at 92.9 ESPN. And when I got there, they also noticed how different I was than their traditional journalist. Um, Chris Vernon kind of peeped it out. And that's the beginning of the story where I interned with him and I was known as Intern Devin, which is <laughs> the most ridiculous nickname in the world. Um, and it started there and it kind of ballooned in two or three years later. And I'm working in social where I basically, I'm around sports every single day. I'm around basketball, the sport that I love every single day. It's been a blessing, man. Cause who would have thought three or four or five years ago that I would be in this position because I wanted to be four, three or four or five years ago. I was just one of those guys, you know, I was one of those guys instead of press conference. I was one of those guys yeah. that trying to get their foot in the door and look, look right now and look where I am. So who gave you all the nicknames? Microphone Mangler. Was that Chris Vernon? Yeah, that's Vernon, man. That's that's Vernon. Y'all know Vernon as being a big nickname guy. Um, <laughs> if you watch the if you watch or listen to the Chris Vernon show, we have a studio at the FedEx Forum, and I have, when I first started, I'm I'm known to grab the microphone, right? Like when I talk, I, I'm, a, I'm I'm a very I'm, I'm, I use my hands when I talk. So when I used to talk on the show at the beginning, I would grab the microphone, and the microphone would just like fall apart. And they're like, Devin, you can't you can't do that. Like you're on camera, <laughs> you can't break the microphone. 
So that's where the name came from. But I mean, it's, 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 we goof on our show, but like, I give, I give all love and all shout outs to Vernon because Vernon's one of those guys that kind of, he, he told me to always be different. He was like, if you want to be successful in this thing we do or whatever you want to call it, this journalism, radio podcast situation, you always have to be different. You always have to find your different lane than everybody else because there's always going to be the guys that write the news stories. There's always going to be the guys that break news stories. There's always going to be guys that write the traditional stats stories. You got to find a way to be yourself. Be yourself and be different. Right. And it just so happened for me, like, I've always been that young guy, man. I was always the young guy in the room or the, the guy that was different in the room. Right. And like I said, I parlayed that from my internship at 929 to being amazing at being, I don't want to flex, but very good at social media <laughs> <laughs> to, to doing what I do now with the Grizzlies and with Grand City Media. Well, one thing that you said is always, like, be yourself, be different. And I think that is a great, like, mentality, especially – for you working with the Memphis Grizzlies. So what would you say your time has been like with the Grizzlies? What what would you say some of your favorite experiences have been? It's it's been fun, man. It's been this is my second season. Uh last year was my first year and it was it was different for me because I'm so I'm so used to kind of doing my own thing on my own social. It's mm-hmm. kind of one of those things where you had to get used to working with other people. So right. okay. so used to your own brand, your what you do on your own page and things like that. So last year I kinda I think kind of started, I was put on a social team with two of the people mm-hmm. and thank God they're, they're two of the coolest people I know. Like, shout, <laughs> out Harry, shout out Kelsey. They're, they're easy to work with. And um, they told me I was going to be in charge of all of our stuff. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And then you, you think about that and we have what four or five, maybe six personalities you have to deal with, with their yeah. content, their videos, their articles. You're, you're in charge of that. So the, at the beginning of it, it was kind of, it wasn't overwhelming, but it was like, okay, Let's take a step back. Let's uh, get organized for once in my life mm-hmm. and figure out how to do this. So, I mean, it, at the beginning, it was rough, even with the Grizzly stuff. Like, I was working so hard at the beginning of, this, at the beginning of my, my first season. I got sick because I was so used to just grinding, 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 grinding. And about right. the 60 or 70 game, I got sick. So, I was like, dude, um, I got I to gotta chill. I got to relax. Yeah. So, as year two started, I, I started to have more fun. But when it goes to your question, my, my greatest moment so far, I would say number – I'll rank them top three. Let's go top three. Number three is probably winning the Summer League Championship last year. Yep. In Vegas. Um, I was there for nine days, bro. Okay. I was in Vegas for nine days. And I recommend do not go to Vegas for nine days. <laughs> because the thing is, like, so we were originally supposed to be there for, like, four or five days, right? Yeah. The team keeps winning – and winning and winning and, winning, and I'm yeah. there for longer. And I'm like, oh, man, we just keep winning. And then it just turned into a championship, and it turned into a great moment. And I still have the shirt from that championship. So that was fun, one of my, my, one of my most fond moments of my career so far, because I was able to be there and kind of type – I was able to send the tweet that we were champions. On yeah, the sure. it, it made me feel so good. You ran on the court, right? Yeah, I ran, I ran on the court. It was a great moment, man. People said they saw me on ESPN. I was like, that's crazy. But Josh dancing was great, by the way. I just want to say that. Yeah, Jaws dancing was great. It, it was <laughs> my second favorite moment probably is probably this season, um, being able to do All-Star with the guys in Chicago. It was kind of like the first chapter of like the Grizz Next Gen era where people noticed that Memphis is kind of putting themselves on the map where we had oh, yeah. we had BC, we had Jaren, we had 12, all, um, all that All-Star weekend kind of representing the team. And it was good to kind of just be around them and just kind of let people know like the Grizzlies are coming kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that's my number two moment. And my number one moment is a single game moment. And I'm pretty sure y'all remember this. Uh, we started out the season 0-2. Yes. Off the first game. Brooklyn Nets. At Miami. We lost our first home game. I know. In Chicago. Hey. 
and our and our second home game was against the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie yeah. came into the arena. Of course, we're gonna put on a show. Our team fought back. Ja gets the, the block to go into overtime. And we get into overtime. And I always and this this goes back to what I talked about earlier. Kind of having that niche. Kind of having like having that feeling of like something good is about to happen. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I do. Like people, our camera guys joke all the time. Where if 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 you have a good shot and Dev is in it, that means you have a good shot. That means you're <laughs> in the right place. If Devin's somewhere in your shot or somewhere around it, that means you're in a good spot. So, leading into that, so as y'all know, in that game, we went into overtime. Yes. And I got this weird feeling coming out of that timeout right before the game when I was like, something weird is about to happen. I mean, let me run to, let me go sit on the side of the court and record. If we miss it, it just goes in the trash. Mm-hmm. If he makes it, this is going to be an all-time video for, for like, my lifetime. <laughs> and the FedEx Forum, the way our security is set up, I'm there all the time, so they don't think I'm, like, an intruder or somebody just random just kind of running on the court. Yeah. I, I walk up to the probably like like not side like on the baseline not the baseline but like kind of like court side mm-hmm. like right where uh, on the opposite end of where they're throwing the ball from. Okay. Stand right there, and I, as I stand there, I see Ja driving full speed towards me. I'm recording by the way, mm-hmm. full speed. He drops it off to Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder nails a shot, and I run on the court like with my phone. <laughs> and he like, dude, the video went viral. It's probably one like one of our best videos like ever. And it was like, my boss was like, dude, you have you have a you have a knack of knowing like what's gonna happen. And so that's part of so, my number one moment. So since you have a knack of knowing what's gonna happen, the Grizzlies are gonna win the finals, right? Uh, see, see, I can't predict it. Okay, Ramy, I said I have a knack knowing what's gonna happen. I'm not a fortune teller, my guy. I, I'm I, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> hey, look, if if we win the finals, I'll be happy right with you, but. I can't tell the future, but I do. I will say that we have a shot at uh, making some noise and shocking some people. I'll tell you that for sure. Speaking of the restart, what does having a healthy and full roster look like for us? I mean, it's it's huge. It's it's something that we haven't had all season. You know, it's, it's something we haven't seen all season where you have seventeen guys that are healthy and that can go. Well, not not all seventeen can go, but you go yeah. about twelve, thirteen deep, where twelve, thirteen can you can just interchange them and put them out there, and they can produce for you. And, and man, look from from what I know and from what I've seen, are right, they're gonna be they're gonna be dangerous. It, and and I tell people, I was on I was on Drew Hill's podcast yesterday for the day, right. and I told him I was like, people at the beginning of the season had these weird ass projections, not these weird, they weren't weird at the moment, but these projections, these numbers that the Grizz are only gonna win eighteen, nineteen. 16, yep. 17 games, right? Yep. And you look and you look where we're what month are we in? July? I mean we're 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 yeah, COVID happened, but yep. you look at July and the playoff hunt and we're the Memphis Grizzlies. They're in the eight seed. Yes, 32 and 33. That's why I don't when I look at when I see projections, when I see people write their stories of what's gonna happen and this and that. I'm like, why do I why would I believe why would I trust what you say when you say we're gonna win 16, 17 games at the beginning of the year? Yeah. Like people people bring numbers to me and I'm like, dude, get your numbers out of my face. Like you said we're gonna win 17 games and we're in the freaking playoffs. Yeah. Come talk to me uh, when we uh, come talk to me mid mid August. Come holler at me then. Exactly. Because them, them boys, I, I tell people all the time, them boys are up to something, man. Like you have Jai, you have Jaron, you got BC, you got Justice, you got JV, you got Josh, you got Tyus. Like, you got a team with so many dudes. Like not many teams in the league can say they have thirteen dudes that can freaking go. Yeah. So, or how do you believe Justice Winslow will fit in the team? I think um, from a from an on court standpoint, he's perfect. Um, he's somebody that can handle the ball. Other than Ja, he can play beside Ja. He can. Yeah, he can he's a guy sure. that can get a rebound off the boards and just go with it. He, um, if you remember her season opener against Miami, he kicked our ass. Didn't he, he put up yeah. like twenty seven that yeah, night? Twenty seven, seven and seven in the season opener against us. So we've seen firsthand what Justice Winslow can do. So to have him on our team is is phenomenal on the court. Um, like I said, he's a guy that can play make. He's a good. He's an amazing defender. He so can defend all five positions. Can defend all, defend all five positions. Yeah, it comes down to it. We play the Lakers. He's a guy that can guard LeBron. 
Yes, yes, yes. So he he's a guy that's so versatile, man. Like we, he's like a Swiss Army knife. And some people say like the reason why they didn't want him in Miami is because he can do too much. He he didn't have like one position. Like no, bring him here. We we'll, <laughs> genius will use him. We'll find ways to use him. And and I kind of like him into the fact of I, I talk about the on court part. Off the court, mm-hmm. he can be like a guy like Jimmy Butler. Not that kind of not like a guy who's like punching people in the face or like that. Just like a, a vet. A vet that can bring a winning culture to young guys that have have never seen it before. Correct. Yeah. Jimmy Butler. I mean, he has his moments, but he's a guy that he, he pushes guys. When he's around young guys, when he's around certain people, he pushes guys. I think that's something he's going to bring to the table on and off the court. He's, I, I'm telling you, man, it's going to be a fun team to watch. If, if you thought Jay Crowder was throwing lobs to Ja and Ja was going crazy with his lobs, just wait till you see some lobs from Justice Winston. With Ja and Jaron and BC making their playoff debut with the Grizzlies, what, what are you excited the most about it? Them leading the team to the eighth spot and getting to play the Lakers and hopefully dethrone the Lakers. I think it's just, just getting the playoff experience, man. It's, you yeah. know, we'll have to, it, your, 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 your core, the Grizz next gen is what we call it. Throw up the X, you know, the vibes. But uh, well, you, your guys are 20, 20, and 21. Those are the three guys that you're building this team around. And then you Justice, who's like 24 or 25. And then you have D'Anthony Milton, who's about 23. Like, they're, they're, like, you're building a team around a bunch of young guys. So when you look at it from a broader standpoint, Playing against the Lakers in a first round series in this situation, it doesn't do anything but help. It, it doesn't do anything but help because you get you get those notches on your belt. You get those early playoff bumps is what they call them. Because you, if you remember Russell Westbrook and KD, their first yeah. couple of seasons, they had they had to take bumps, man. They didn't just succeed from the start. I mean, so you gotta take your playoffs bumps before you get somewhere. So I I think even if even if we don't beat the Lakers, I think just getting those bumps, getting those, getting that experience, that's that's the biggest thing for us. Well, I have two things real quick. First thing, with Rondo out, I think we're gonna make some noise. I really do. I really do. But uh, second, um, do you think this team has a chip on the shoulder? Because and a, a lot of people who are making predictions about who's gonna be the eighth seed, they're picking either the Pelicans or the Blazers, not the team who has the eighth seed right now. So, what what do you what do you think the mentality is? With I the think the mentality been the same as. It, hasn't always been and Jaron said it in his pressville a couple days ago we don't care like he said it we do not care you can you can tell me what you you can tell me that you think the Blazers are going to be here you can tell me the Pelicans are going to be here but guess what we don't care because guess who we've been here the whole year and um, I think that like you said you you asked if there's a chip on the shoulder as long as you have number 12 big 12 is what he wants to call himself as long as you have Big 12, you hear me, on your team, you'll have a chip. Because oh, that, 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 that guy lives his life with a chip on the shoulder. And as long as you have him leading your team, I think that chip's going to be there. Because they, they hear what people say. They hear the reporters. The couple of these guys I talk to on the daily, and they, they mm-hmm. hear what people say about them. And trust me, they use their fuel to the fire. On the social side for me, I work in social. So I, I when I do our Instagram posts or Twitter posts, I use that kind of to our advantage. Like I'll use I'll try to use captions to kind of like, feed into the underdog mentality to, to let people know like we're coming kind of thing. Yeah. So even on my side, we use, we use that chip. I have that chip on my shoulder too, always. What are you, what are your expectations for the couple of last games we have to play? You mean the, the bubble games or the scrimmage games? Like, the, the A games that we play in the bubble, like before the playoffs? Okay, the, the A games. Okay. Yes. So my expectations. Those games. Um, I say if you were to put a ceiling and a floor to it, I say the floor for me would be three and five or four and four. In the season would be five and three. Okay. I think the the way our schedule set up, they the NBA did what they did when they put the Pelicans on on the on our back to back. I think they they did that pretty. That was kind of messed up. Oh yeah. They, they oh, made yeah. sure that the Pelicans were on the back end of our back to back, so they set us up for the kill on that one. But if you look up, if you really look at our schedule for the bubble games, mm-hmm. it's you got Portland. We've had their number this season. We we've, we've shown we can run off on them. 
Um, San Antonio, that's a depleted team where you lost Trey Lyles. You lost LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, I mean, you still have DeMarcus, DeMar DeRozan. You still have DeJounte Murray. But, I mean, that's a, that's a team that really doesn't have anything to play for because you lost two of your biggest pieces. Because, I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge killed us in the season. He, oh, yeah. George, like, I love Jaron to death. That's my guy. I love him. But he barbecued, he barbecued Jaron uh, in, in a game at the Forum. And I remember that very, very vividly because I was like, this dude has freaking 30 points in the first half. Like, Jaron, can you play defense? But so that gives us a little bit of that's give us the dub there. Uh, the third game is against the Pelicans. I talked about the back to back being against them. It's a, that's a toss up. I think we win the game. I think we win it, but it's a toss up. I give us the win in that one. Then the Jazz. I think we start four and zero. I think we start four and zero in the bubble. We beat we beat the Jazz too. Then the first loss I think comes against the Thunder. We lose to the Raptors. Shout out Marcus All. Um, we lose to the Celtics because the Celtics has kicked our ass all year. Yep. And then because uh, Boone Hoser is Taylor's guy, Taylor coached under Boone Hoser uh, for most of his career. I think Boone Hoser yep. gives him a favor, sits down Giannis, and we win the last game. I honestly think we're going to beat the Bucks too because I was there at the Bucks Grizzlies game when Jaren hit forty three. If yep. we had Jaw that game, we would have won. We would have won if we had Jaw that game. So I really think that we can beat the Bucks. I think we can too. I think, like I said, I, I think we win that game because Boone Hoser is going to do us a favor anyway. He's going to see Giannis right. now. And just play Eric Bledsoe and those dudes. We'll, we'll, I think we can beat them. Hey, I'm I'm good with that. I am a okay with that. Hey, right there with you, man. Hey, more wins for me, more memes I can post. So I'm happy. Hey, and I will I will double tap. I will comment. I will- I appreciate your support. Hey, if anything, y'all go comment on our Instagram. Show us love. I mean, we we try to have fun. We try to keep it as Memphis as possible because I was born in Memphis, born and raised. So it's only sure. to be Memphis. So show us love anytime y'all can. I appreciate it. No problem. Well, Devin, is there anything you'd like to say to our listeners before we wrap this up? Man, I just want to say, man, for your listeners, if they want to get in this, man, just keep your head down, keep working, work your ass off. Don't be afraid. I mean, to be for me, I was in a fortunate situation where I kind of built my own brand, where people kind of noticed it from the jump. Mm-hmm. But don't let, don't take no for an answer. Like if someone says you tell you no, just keep pushing. Build. People ask me all the time. Like I get DMs all the time. How do you do this? How would you do that? How'd you do that? I would say just be yourself. Like my biggest thing is be always be yourself. Like never, never try to conform. Never say I have to be this way to make it, this way to make it. Always be true to yourself. And that's that's my biggest thing. If you want to get into this business, be yourself, stay true to yourself, keep it real, keep it, keep it one Virgil, as I always say. Mm. And, uh, work your ass off for sure. Yeah, man. Well, Devin, we appreciate you joining us today on the prowl. Yes. It's been a great episode, and we're definitely going to be watching. When it comes back, I'm Robert Roden. I'm Randy Johnson. Love you guys. Peace. Don't forget to join us next time on The Prowl. With the boys, yeah, we swoop, yeah, we swoop, and we got them high clocks, and we'll shoot, and we'll shoot. With the Mercedes Benz in the coupe, in the coupe, and this shit's so fucking hard, it's on loop, it's on loop.